Welcome to episode 17 of Colts and Cocktails. I'm your host, Matt Sargent. With me, as usual, is Nick Barkman. Nick, how are you doing this evening? Fantastic. Before starting the show, uh, let's talk about our unofficial sponsor, shall we? Oh, uh, yes. Unofficial sponsor of the night is, uh, again this week, Derby Farmstand. Derby Farmstand, located in sunny Hawaii, on the big island. Derby Farmstand, imagine world peas. Imagine world peas. It's fantastic. I heard that they're up so much this week. Oh, my God. They had so many visitors after last week's episode uh, that it actually stemmed the flow of meth heads breaking into their cash box. Isn't that awesome? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I feel good I, about that. I really that. feel like we're making a difference to people. In the world. Uh, 100%. Um, this is the week that was. Now, this is our first episode of 2023, so congratulations to us. Cheers, my friend. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I'll tell you what, this is a delicious drink. This uh, drink, I'm going to get to it in a second. I sent you, I don't know, an article I found online. It was about the 90s cocktails are making a comeback. So apparently everything that was on the Applebee's menu, probably still is, is uh, making a comeback currently. Right, right, right. Um Let's see, a few of them were like the Negroni Spagliato, which we kind of talked about, I know, earlier in an earlier episode. Um, Sour-based cocktails like margarita, um, sidecar, whiskey sour, which uh, I think one of the episodes, did we do a New York sour or some kind of a take on that? We did. That was the sweater weather. Boom. That's correct. And then uh, I know there was a bunch of talk about martinis in here. which I'm a huge fan of. I like a really just simple, basic gin martini, couple of olives. You don't, and again, we talked about this before, but you don't use vermouth? I don't. I Like, if I use vermouth, it's in just like a spray bottle, or I just swish it around and dump it out. Okay, and, yeah. okay. I made a couple different ones. I made a, a, a martini yesterday with the tequila base. I will tell you this. Uh, I think I even sent that to you. Uh, I had made a martini and I included uh, mezcal. Yeah. And I'm like, it was just, that was the exact right amount of smoke. And so yeah. you, it, so, or, or remind me, did it, all, did it have gin and mezcal or did it? It was vodka. It vodka was, and mezcal. Yeah, it was vodka based because gin, I didn't know if that was yeah. going to be a little bit weird with some of the, you know, true, botanicals but, and yeah, gin. No, that's true. Yeah. I just flat out tequila, vermouth, and uh, olive brine. Yeah. And it, it turned out good. I, yeah. I mean, I, I drank it. I mean, you know, for someone who likes the taste of alcohol, I, I was guess. Say, I mean, well, I was going to say that actually does sound pretty good. I mean, if it's a good sipping tequila, then yeah. And I use, so I, I, you find so many different recipes for martini. I mean, if you want to go down a rabbit hole, of course, just, you know, look at, just type in whatever cocktail you want to make into Google. Uh, I was doing like an ounce, and I make two at a time in our shaker, you know. In the, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I use five and a half ounces of whatever, you know, it's generally vodka. Um, and then an ounce or an ounce and a half of the olive brine, and then no more than three quarters of an ounce of the vermouth. That's kind of my, that's my go-to. And then, because I actually have a couple of those batched just in my uh, in my freezer at home, so when you know, because I'm lazy enough that when I get home from work, I have to immediately right 
get one of those out. I don't have time to make the cocktail. Here's here's one of my questions about vermouth. Okay, we have basically stopped innovating on vermouth. We essentially have hairspray and sweet vermouth. <laughs> like those are the two options that you have on vermouth. Like we have innovated on every single simple syrup and bitter application that you can put into a cocktail. We've done nothing with vermouth, resting comfortably on their laurels for the last 80 plus years. The, um, the vermouth, this, that reminded me that the liquor store around the corner from my house that I generally go to, mm-hmm. they've been out of vermouth for a couple of weeks. Has there been any demand? That's my question. Well, I keep walking in there because I, so I finally had to go to the other one on my way home, the bigger, the bigger store. And right. of course they had plenty, because I, I thought, well, maybe there's, you know, maybe this is the thing that's out. You know, you never know. And, uh, they didn't have, uh. Lillette one time. I mean, they still sure. don't. Um, sure. They had it at, of course, they had it at you know Brand X that is on the way home. Again. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna have any uh, liquor stores being an official uh, non-sponsor of the show. Uh, anyway, let's get back to the '90s cocktails. You brought up a great one, and then you kind of came up with your own recipe, and this is fantastic. So why don't you tell me a little bit about what we're drinking here this evening? Okay, so when you mentioned 90s cocktails, the first thing that came into my mind was the Rock Lobster, because that just absolutely signifies uh, every Applebee's TGI Friday's uh, kind of drink would be a Rock Lobster. So I thought like uh, it would be uh, maybe a little bit different, maybe a little bit more bite, uh, instead of Canadian whiskey, so uh, classic Rob Lobster, you've got Canadian whiskey, a little bit of raspberry liqueur, and uh, uh, cranberry juice. So uh, this recipe, we've got uh, rye whiskey, um, Chambord or other uh, mm-hmm. raspberry mm-hmm. liqueur, cranberry, and then red wine. Uh, so this one we're calling, well, I'm calling a dark lobster. Uh, I don't know why it works this well, but I awesome. told you earlier, I'm like, I'm not going to lie to you. This is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> like, I kind of like this drink. Um, have you looked this up online to see if you've, if there is anybody else making this kind of thing? I mean, I looked up the ingredients and I couldn't find anything, but I don't know. Oh, like, man. and I did, and I looked what, up like alternatives drink. on rock lobster and I didn't see anything, but. Uh, that doesn't mean that somebody else hasn't already come up. We're going to call this Nick's Dark Lobster. There you um, go. That's exactly what it's it's going to be. Yeah. Um, what's fantastic? Uh, I applaud you, sir. Nah. Very good. It's very well made. And what do we garnish it with? Uh, this is just a Dirty Sioux whiskey cherry. Oh yeah, it's. I mean, it's damn good. If I didn't have to go drive home, I'd probably, you know, drink a pitcher of these. Yeah, I'm telling you. Like I had one earlier, and these are going down uh, a way lot too, way too easily. Uh-huh. So let's get right to a couple of other topics that we uh, we want to hit. Um, first one is going to be, and let's take this one serious because yeah. I know sometimes you say, "Oh yeah, this team is going to cover easy," right. you know. Right. Oh yeah, KU basketball. We can't play Missouri every weekend. I mean, <laughs> right. okay. National championship game. Yeah, coming up Monday night. Mm-hmm. Texas Christian playing Georgia Bulldogs. In Los Angeles. Right. At the SoFi Stadium. No tailgating, by the way, allowed at the stadium. For real? Announced today. Okay. Um, my parents will any be in attendance. I mean, any particular reason for that? I don't know, because it's Los Angeles. I really have no idea. Oh, okay. I, I don't... Um, I didn't know if there was like some kind of like COVID lockdown <clears throat> or what the... I know that 
my parents are flying into Burbank. Oh my God, that's the best. One of the best airports. Because they couldn't get, uh, I, or it was too expensive to fly into LAX, I guess. And I, somebody else told me there's a bunch of dodge that, but like LAX sucks. I hate that airport. And uh, so they've got uh, there's a group of them. Uh, as you know, my stepdad he went to TCU, played a yeah. year of basketball there. So he's got a bunch of fraternity brothers. They're all going. That's awesome. Um, they got they've got their tr- like uh, a van lined up or whatever to take them to and from the game. Very cool. Um, which is probably better that somebody else is, you know, driving um, in that traffic for God knows how long it's going to take because it's L.A. I don't yeah. even know. I told them, well, you're going to have to leave probably at noon for the game. That's at, you know, five or whatever. And all the people that live there will leave uh, probably in the third quarter. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. I will never forget going to a basketball game at Poly Pavilion. Um, this has got to be like mid-aughts. And it's KU-UCLA. These are both ranked teams at the time. This is a close game. Yeah. Most of the people uh, there for UCLA left with, I'm going to go eight minutes left in the game. Gosh, dang. That's yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, I, mean, I guess that's just, they want to get home or, you know, they want to avoid the traffic. They I had mean, somewhere else to be. Right. Is what my father I know, told me at the time. I know, <laughs> I know when we watch the Dodgers games, that um, a lot of them, I mean, the, the stadium doesn't get full until at the third or fourth inning. But I yeah, mean, they and they are always talking about it on the broadcast. They're like just because of the traffic, and so um, it's kind of interesting. But uh, I want to say TCU opened up as a thirteen and a half point f- underdog. Yeah, um, and I think right now it's closer to ten or eleven. And uh, so, first of all. I want to know your pick on the game, and then I want to know who do you think is going to cover the spread. All right. So I would just say, like, as an opener, I want TCU to win this game. I am so incredibly tired of SEC football, um, but fairly certain – Georgia is going to cover the spread on this. Like, I'm fairly certain they're going to win. It's 12 and a half right now. 12 and a half. I will tell you this. After watching K-State get their absolute asses handed to them. um, They were up 10 nothing. They were up 10 nothing. And then I think think that they, like, woke, what is that called? Woke the bear or something? Yeah. Because uh, they were getting excited. I was watching that game, and they were getting excited. Mm -hmm. And I was, too. I thought Nick Saban was going to like trip over something and like hurt himself. And then Alabama ended up losing and it was going to be great. And then they just got curb stomped. Yeah. It was terrible. Not great. I will tell you this, uh, and this isn't like, you know, earth shattering analysis. TCU for TCU, Max Duggan has to have a way better game. Yeah. He can't throw two interceptions. No. Um, uh, I don't want to say, I think, and it's two different things. It's one you can say you got lucky, mm-hmm. and the other one you can say luck was on your side. And they, they two different connotations really there. And luck was definitely on their side on, right. on last Saturday. They would, I mean, if they play that game 100 times, they might not win it 25 times, 30 times. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, it just, um, but it was one. That's why they play the games, which we always say in hindsight, because when some team gets beat, and it doesn't seem to happen very often in college football, especially with these uh, 
you know, it's the same schools, it seems like, all the time. But uh, it's pretty interesting. I'll be excited to watch. Of course, I'm going to be rooting for TCU. And, right. Um, so, Nick is saying lay the 12 and a half. I would just say it seems like almost an inevitability. It's like, and do nobody take this the wrong way. Listener, don't take this the wrong way. Yeah. Um, Chill, listener. Right. But everything else aside from last week, having watched the Chiefs play the last few games that I've watched them play, I'm very glad that it wasn't them playing the Bengals or the Bills to that point, you know, Um, just just as a competition stack up. Terrible, terrible uh, thing. Although I heard he is at least uh, conscious and uh, coherent and and doing a much better. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's been touched on ad infinitum this week yeah. and other uh, mediums, so we'll yeah. just skip over that. Right. Um, I did want to throw something at you, though, oh. about the NFL. Um, okay. As a 1A to Nick's picks. Um, yeah. I saw this online. It was... Uh, because there are several different scenarios, I guess, that the NFL is kicking around. And I, this is five hours after I saw this. So if they've made a decision, uh, then, oh, well. Would you rather have home f- field advantage or would you rather have the bye game? Home field. See, that's what I said, but it yeah. was that was the lesser. It was under 40%. Most people would want the – it was like uh, – yeah, I want to say, I mean, this is just, I mean, this isn't scientific. It was just a Twitter yeah. deal. Yeah. Um, but I want to say it was like 67% to 33%, or maybe a 63 to 37 Either way, um, let's just say 60-40 split, and people were wanting to buy game. Interesting. Rather than that, yeah. I And I, it sounds like the only way that it, that is going to come into play is if the Chiefs and the Bills play in the AFC championship game. But again, I mean, you know how many tiebreakers there are and everything. I, right. I think the, the chiefs still have to win this Sunday and we do, you know, they didn't we play just, too well against, uh, at home against the Raiders. So I was going to say, we didn't play very well at home against Broncos who didn't even have a coach. Now we're playing a team without a quarterback. Right. And right. You know, these teams that don't have anything to play for, except to spoil somebody else's season. I mean, you know, at some point you think that they've got, you know, they're competitive. They want, you know, to do something. Oh, we're going to, you know, we're going to get them. And, you know, it's, I still think that the, the Kansas City and Raiders, no matter where the Raiders are, be it Oakland, L.A., or, you know, Vegas. Right. I, I think it's, I mean, I know for Kansas Cityans, it's it's Raider week. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't get this Kansas City star, but I'm sure that there was a mention of it one time this week. Oh, wait, on the page? <laughs> That thing, you it's, can't even wipe your, you can't even clean your glass you it, know, <laughs> with it anymore. <laughs> this is a little leaflet that just says, try another paper. Let's uh, pivot. This is... Uh, Actually, if we're on this about like leagues changing things, yes. Uh, today's, I don't know if this is like anything official, but I heard expansion to 90 teams for NCAA tournament. So there was an article. Mm-hmm. No. And there was an article. There were probably several articles. There was a report compiled by some, what do you call that? An outside, I don't know, not an investigation. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, uh, their report, consultant. yes, and their one of their deals was to expand the NCAA tournament. Okay. Now, what do you think about this? For the, 90, for the expansion to 90, 
NAI, NAIA teams play a tournament, winners, winners in that tournament advance to the NCAA tournament. I'm, I don't, yeah, that would be fun for them. Uh, I, I think w- it would be fun for everybody. I think that if the more teams that you put in, who are you going to put in? Are you going to put in? So you have to put in now instead of maybe Texas Tech being like, what are they like the first four, or the second four out? Texas Tech right now is so a couple things. Um, there was a graphic going around on social media this week uh, earlier of the remaining college basketball schedule, right. strength of schedule, right? The top ten teams, strength of schedule. One through ten, all ten Big Twelve teams. Really, absolutely, one hundred percent. I didn't see that. Wow, Texas Tech is the only Big Twelve team right now that's not in Joe Lunardi, you know, Mister mm-hmm. Bracketology's uh, tournament uh, bracket. There, I think that the, I want to say they were the first four out, um, and that I mean, obviously that's fluid. I know KU beat them at home, and then. Um, or in Lubbock, and I don't know who they're playing this weekend, but those team, the, all those team, ten teams are going to beat up on each other. If you can go right hundred and shit, if you can go seven and nine and win a game in a tournament, you probably are in. Um, so <clears throat> here's my point: Are you going to put? Um, let's just pull an arbitrary team that the Kansas City Ruse. Yeah. Into the tournament rather than a team that would probably beat them 19 out of 20 times. And then the other thing I think, and I don't know how it would work, obviously, but you if you add, so that would add 22 teams? Yeah. So it gives some buys. 25 to, teams. Well, there's oh, 68 the You're right talking now. about the playing games. <clears throat> so yeah. there's 68 yeah, yeah, teams yeah. now. You're right. So if you make if you make it 90, I'm sure that you're going to have some teams with buys and however, right. you know, whatever. Right. You're gonna, you're going to seriously dilute like the five twelve, the four um, thirteen. Those, I think that you're gonna have to see less of those type of upsets. Well, you're gonna like dilute the, it anyway. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And yeah. I just, I think that the games oh, yeah. that, I think the sure. games that are really like everybody loves, um, unless it's your team that's getting beat, right? right? Everybody loves it when the three seed goes down to the 14 or a 15 seed beats a two or the one time that the 16 team beats a one. Because you're, the, the teams that you're probably adding, those the, what they're probably thinking is we're going to put these teams, like you're talking about, oh, if the you know Division two team wins the, the tournament or whatever, you know, a week before. Hey, and we, It could be George Mason's year any year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think it. Uh, me personally, I think it boils down to they would like to expand because that equals more marketing money and uh, for ads and sponsors I mean, and absolutely. But I think that's been the case every time that they've expanded it. Oh, oh yeah. And I'm. I, I'll be honest with you. I'm kind of in favor of another day of basketball. If it was this. right, sure. I mean, yeah. I want to. Hey, extend Vegas uh, for sure, you know. Um, But that would be interesting. I wonder. I wonder how that would work. Again, I saw the the headline. I did not read the article or anything like that. Um, Keep expanding. Going to intramurals teams. I want to see adult men's basketball leagues, or like in this. uh, I want to see Bremerton West (laughs) in this next time. D League. That would, just, that would end up with a ball. bunch of people in uh, with knee braces yes. and rec specs and 
Oh, you know guys those, wearing earbuds. Uh, you know those guys that do that cupping or whatever? Yeah. that would be like Yo, my, yeah. my entire upper torso would be red. Oh, my God. The entire thing would be sponsored by uh, whatever that thing Frank Thomas uh, plugs on TV is. <laughs> uh, Nugenics. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't even remember what that is exactly, but I do remember the commercials. Right. <laughs> it's man-boosting formula. It's nutraceuticals. That's, it's, yeah. Uh, we've really hit new heights today, haven't really? we? Yeah. <laughs> Have you used Jasper yet? Personally, no. I just like I don't use it only because like we use ChatGPT today to write a sequel to Trading Places. Uh, it, yeah. When it basically became. This? I want to hear Prince about how it is. I want to hear about how this Jasper thing is. I want you. To- I know. I I will get a full report uh, because I know the creative team's using it, and I'm not. I've just not really dialed into what they're doing right We're now. We're going to get a full report and review when we go on site. That's true. I know. I we need to actually when plan we, the on site. When, we, when yeah. we plan that, on, we're going to do it on site from the seismic lounge. Right. And uh, we can't do it today because we had water damage after that huge rainstorm the other day. Whoever, so uh, this new company moved into the building and they drilled a whole bunch of fiber optics and whoever did it just did a terrible job. And they like, and so a bunch of water got oh no. in, yeah, onto our floor. So we have these fans that have been going for two days now and they got to replace a whole bunch of stuff. And yeah, it's, it's been hilarious. I'm not a whole uh, big uh, New Year's resolution guy. Did you, did you make one? I did, actually. Okay, here's the funny thing. For being on this podcast, I did make a resolution that I'm like, hey, I'm going to relegate this, uh, what we're doing right now, uh, to like one day a week. Uh, just for the short term, and it's mainly for... Say, is that for January? Is that like your version of dry January? <laughs> no, it's my version of uh, I ate and drank everything during the holiday season so i am basically like five straight weeks of relegating myself to about 1200 calories a day and uh drinking once a week now nick have you consulted your physician yes have you consulted your physician uh no uh, that would actually imply that i have been to a physician in the last 22 years and that is not the case so um Right, uh, I just have like honestly, it's that one sound of those, makes no sense with that. But I mean, <laughs> no, I saved that. I saved money by not going. Probably not. It's actually preventative care in my uh, health insurance. But, anyway, um, but I said I was like, I just probably need to drop about ten pounds. So uh, I figure between booze and food, I can lay off that. I am in no danger of being emaciated. Yes. Okay. Good. Good deal. Yeah. Uh, How about you? Yeah, I made a real one. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh-oh. I have this, uh, which my family hates. It doesn't bother me. Okay. They put the stuff in the dishwasher, and it's incredibly wrong. It doesn't fit nicely. And I want it to fit, you know, like a Tetris. I want it to fit perfectly. You know, because you, you know, we got a family of four. No, I know. You're running the dishwasher every damn yeah. day. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it was like January 1st, and I was sitting there, and the kids were talking about, you know, their resolutions, whatever they are. And I was, you know, loading the dishwasher, and I just looked up, and I said, this is what I'll do. I will not fix when you guys load the dishwasher incorrectly. So basically, <laughs> denying your OCD. Yes, is, correct. Yeah, got it. But I'll tell you what, you know what I'm going to also do? I'm going to, uh, I resolve to uh, tweet when I put these episodes out. 
um, as it relates to our show here to see how quickly we can get to 300 listens. Yeah. Ooh. See? There we go. See, and then things will start snowballing. I mean, honestly, next year, I'm on lettuce. (laughs) Okay. And then middle management, and that's when the big bucks start rolling in. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, you crack me up. What else we get? What else? What other? Before we get to some horse racing topics, what what other things were we talking about? I think we've hit everything. We're talking yeah. about those '90s. You know, let me backtrack real quick to the Rock Lobster. I remember that when we were working at bars and you worked at the liquor store. Yeah, I remember that as being a shot. It was a shot. Okay. It, so okay, so <clears throat> it, it was a shot, but it was also a cocktail. So the shot was really just Canadian whiskey and, and, and cranberry. cranberry juice, right? Uh, but you could get a uh, a cocktail of it at again your local TGI Fridays. Yeah. Um, if you were there in your Joey Gladstone shirt, uh, you know, hitting on uh, anybody who walked in with the giant Sa- uh, Sally Jesse glasses on. You could uh, send a drink her way, right? Tell the bartender, <laughs> this one's on me. Send it down. Uh, that was that uh, era's version of Tinder. And you could order a Rock Lobster or a Harvey Wallbanger, a Singapore Sling, a Long Island Iced Tea, what have you. A Harvey Wallbanger. I haven't right. heard that one in a while. Oh, yeah. Singapore Dude, Sling. I was just talking to a friend of mine that said he ordered a Rusty Nail uh, at the Webster house downtown. And I said, I think I ordered a rusty nail at reverse. <laughs> and I'm like, that tells you exactly how long ago that I ordered a rusty nail. What was the place that, okay. On mass street. Mm-hmm. Um, no, not on mass street. Um, on 23rd street. Yeah. Okay. Present day Dunkin Donuts back behind there behind where, uh, oh, Carlos O'Kelly, Jack did. Flanagan's. That's right, because I was about to say set him up Jacks, but set him up yeah. Jacks is still there. It was Jack, Jack Flanagan's, Flanagan's, but before that it was uh, Bleachers. Yes. And before that it was Benchwarmers. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god, and I, mm-hmm. that's way off topic, but uh, that's the type of place that you could get something like that. I, yeah. It seems like oh my goodness, yes. So that's like that's what Bleachers. I was thinking of when I was thinking of nineties cocktails, and I'm like. I'm not gonna lie, dude. Like I am probably gonna make more of these. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, fantastic. Um, we will have the recipe in the show notes, and right now we're gonna pause refill. to get a refill, and then we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit about horses. Mm-hmm. 